Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 8 of The Spy Who Loved Mecha Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mecha Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. Cool. All right. Well, I'll check in with you next week. Have a good yeah, one. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs> uh, no, no, of course. We're not going to leave it at that, Dave. Because what we need to do today is talk about episode 8 of Denji Sentai the, Mega Ranger. That's not the content that people crave. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, we can talk a little bit more about the weather. That's what we, we do that a lot at the top of the show. It's raining now. It's been raining a lot. Well, we'll to be honest, to Matt, no, yeah, no, I was actually going to talk about that, but I was saving it. <laughs> Ooh, such content. Uh, no, uh, this week we're talking about episode 8. It is called I Can't Lose, Turnabout Teamwork. Uh, but of course, before we get into that, Dave, as always, there is our officially award-winning opening segment, Shining in the Heavens, There Are Five Stars. What is our first star of the week? So first star of the week, Matt, as it always is and has always been, it's Isolation Update. Isolation Update. Yes, Dave, how is your isolation going? Well, to be honest, Matt, um, it's it's pretty up and down. Um, today was kind of a bummer because the weather was bad. Like it was very cold and rainy. And I have discovered uh, as, that as is, aforementioned. Yeah, uh oh, saving it, see. Um, I I have discovered that in recent days there is a direct one-to-one correlation between the quality of my day and if my kids can go play outside (laughs) like that is like that is like for and not just for me but like for them they like to get outside and when they can't they're stuck in the house all day like they as kids do they get cranky and sad which and then in turn makes my life my life pretty rough. Like he's having a, uh, Beth is putting the kids to bed so I can be here to talk to you. And he's having a pretty, uh, pretty rough time going to bed. Uh, he is apparently right now at this very moment, Matt, he is, he is worried about going to sleep because he's worried about turtles getting caught in a net. Oh, he's learning about turtles. Learning about nets at the same time, apparently. Well, you know, man, there's this book, and it's, like, largely good, and we try to elide over the pages that are, like, turtles are endangered and get caught in nets, and it's very sad for them. It's like, man, this is a children's book. And, like, I get what you're trying to do, like, create ecological awareness, and maybe I shouldn't have gotten this book for my three-year-old, but he wants to know about turtles, so, right, you know... I mean, turtles are cool. I don't blame him. Yeah, he is also. Have you tried to teach him about ninja turtles instead? Because no, they can deal with the nets. There's a lot of conf- there's a lot of ideas that are kind of packed into the concept of teenage mutant ninja turtles. So, uh-huh. you know, uh, also he is railing against the injustice of a daytime bedtime, and because he well, doesn't understand, I mean, which of is course. listen, that's entirely legitimate. But anyways, um, yeah, what I am finding is that. Uh, what in the past have been in many ways like fairly mild external factors have a lot more have a lot more play 
than than they have in the past. And I think that's just right. down to you know, there's just less reserve all around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's less well, energy also, reserve, there's less mental reserve, less, less emotional reserve. There are also fewer variables now. Like yeah, when that's you a remove a half of the things that are like the variables that add up to your like mental state, like the remaining half, each one of them carries a lot more weight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it sure does, man. So, um, like, if it was a rainy day before, like, ah, that was fine. I'll just go do something interesting somewhere else inside. Whereas now, like, well, it's a rainy day, so either I can sit at my desk and do work with rain outside or sit at my desk and do work and wish that there were sun outside, which would be better. And so, like, yeah. are there clouds? <laughs> then my day is bad. <laughs> oh. um, but anyways, how about you, man? How's it going? Uh, it's going good, actually. Dave, I... It's it's a little weird because my isolation update this week involves non-isolation very briefly. Whoa! I know. So, the, uh, the thing that I did on Saturday was that I went to go get a haircut. They're open back up? They are open back up. And, like, listen, I was not... I did not, like... I was not clamoring for them to open back up, and I was not, like, rushing to get to be, like, the first person through the door at the local Great Clips and, like, jam myself in there. But I got a text message from the woman who's cut my hair for, like, six years Yeah, I was going to say, like, you've got a person, right? Like, you have a relationship with this person. Yeah, and she said, like, listen, the salon is opening back up. We're doing, like, a whole sanitation thing. Um, Like, you know, we'll be open... You, we can get you in there. So, you know, come on in. We're, we'll take care of you. Nice. Um, and because, you know, because I've got a relationship with this person, I was like, cool. trust her. I've been to this place before. I trust them. Like, I can go do this. So it was wild, man. Like, A, it was not weird at all, which made it even weirder, sort of. But the Yeah, I, I totally hear you. Okay, so that's the way in which the normality was weird. Let me tell you the ways in which the weirdness was weird. Okay. So, like, again, this is sort of the first time I have, like, done something in public in a long time. Yeah, there's, like, a... So, like... Well, you, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm like, interested to hear what you're I know say. that, like, for people who have been, like, going to stores and not just getting everything delivered, they have probably, like, acclimated ex- to some extent to this. Yes, but thank like, you guys very yeah. much. But, like, I am not used to, like, putting, like, like, I put on a mask and I went to a place and everyone else in there was wearing a mask. And when I went in, they're like, okay, cool, welcome to the place. Um, immediately go wash your hands before we do anything. And they had, like, erected a bunch of plexiglass barriers in between the chairs in the place. Yeah, dude, holy cats. And, like, had taken a butt and, like, set up a plexiglass, like, thing between, like, the front and the back side of where the cash register was. And took, like, an extra step in between every part of the haircutting process. Like, okay, like, we're going to go wash your hand or wash your hair. And then after we wash your hair... I'm going to send you back to the the chair while I, like, stay here and sanitize this hair washing station. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to pull out my clippers. And then I'm going to re-sanitize my clippers. And then I'm going to do some stuff. And then I'm going to sanitize them again. Like, every step had two steps on either side. 
It was yeah, like, dude. It, like, it really felt like this whole, like, operation in a way um, that, and when I say operation, I mean, like, a surgical operation. Right, you know, and I think that's that's awesome. I think that oh, yeah. they are that they are being as cautious as they are. Man, if only I had known how much uh, we should have all been investing in like plexiglass producers, because <laughs> uh, those guys are blowing up right now. It is really weird because I have gone out very very little. Um, I haven't mentioned it before, but um, Beth has a number of complicating risk factors, and mm-hmm. um, also uh, Sugar Bean has some complicating risk factors, which make us want to be, uh, you know, sort of like super duper top tier cautious, right. um, because they both have like some some pulmonary stuff, and so we really have not gone out. There have been like one or two times where I've like ducked out real fast to the grocery store that's across the street from my house, and. There is a very, it's a very like uncanny valley, I think is the best way to describe it. It's like, oh, this is very close to being normal, but it's very definitely not normal in some key ways. Right. Like this is a location that I recognize and am familiar and comfortable with, but there are parts of it that are off. Yeah. And so like the fact that it's so close to being normal and just isn't quite makes it like doubly weird in a lot of ways. It's like um, when you have a dream and you're in your house, but it's not really your house, but you know it's your house. Yeah. It's kind there of like a... that, but you're getting your hair cut, which was also <laughs> weird because like that is straight up the first time I had been in like physical contact with another person in two months. And it was it was a jarring experience. You know, oh, you know I... what else was a jarring experience? I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I you got hit with a jar. Got hit with a jar. Uh, no, on the way to get my haircut, I drove through a neighborhood that typically I drive through like five days a week. Just like on your way to work, yeah. I'm way no. to work. I'm way back. Like it's just like a part of town that I'm always driving through. And what I did not know is that sometime in the last two months, the shopping center on the corner of 25th and Lorraine uh, has just been completely demolished and dug out to form the foundation of a new thing that's getting built there. Oh, dang. So, like, <laughs> like it wasn't an interesting building. It was just, like, a little shopping plaza from probably the 80s sometime. But just, like, it had always been there, and I drove by, and like, oh, now that's just a huge hole in the ground. Wasn't expecting that to be there. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, what else is jarring, Dave? No, you, you had a thing that was I jarring. I had a thing that was jarring. What yeah, did I interrupt you was with? Jar- oh, no, I was just saying how, how weird it... Oh, getting your hair cut. I, um, I will say, I have not given full credence to what a pain that is, because I cut my hair at home, and uh-huh. have, like, for years... Uh, I have very, my hair is very easy to cut at home because I do just kind of short hair. And then also my hair is very curly, which uh, curly hair is pretty forgiving in a number of ways. It's very not forgiving in some ways, but for my purposes, it's like a very forgiving hair to cut. Right, right. Because it just sort of, if you get it weird, it just sort of poofs in to fill in the gaps and, and you're fine. So... Whereas my hair is more of a swoop, and if you don't take care of the swoop, then if the, you don't, the swoop yeah, will gonna, not take care of you. It will bite you back, but it's almost time for my mohawk, Matt. Oh, nice. Well, probably, yeah, probably next weekend, It's because uh, we're almost out of school here. Very exciting. Anyway, Dave, um, what is our second star of the week? You know, second star of the week, Matt, I just want to say, I'm a little hurt, not you, 
just about this thing. I'm a little hurt. I'm a little, am I a little salty? I'm a little bit salty. Yeah, little I'm a little salty bit about? hurt. I feel like it's a real missed opportunity for a lot of people. Shout Factory, whom I love. Yeah. And I think this is what makes it sting so much, Matt. The founders Factory, of the feast in some way. Yeah. Shout whom I love has a new pod slash vidcast called Let's Talk Toku. Dave, are we calling them vidcasts? I, do, I don't know, Matt. It's uh, it's just what I... Because I it feels like... Because I watched a little bit of it. And it very definitely feels like two people filming a podcast or recording a podcast, but then they also filmed it for some reason. Um, and so it seems like it's not a it's not a show. It's like a vidcast. They're calling it a show. Anyways, it's called Let's Talk Toku. And you know who wasn't invited, Matt? To talk Us. Toku? To talk Toku. Us. I know we were I know we weren't invited. No. Ranger no, we Danger. I'm assuming you guys weren't invited. No. To to my knowledge, the Morphin Grid was not invited. Morphin Grid, I don't think you guys were invited. Shout Factory. We love you guys. But you have you have a veritable stable of long running talent. Right. Dedicated to talking about the thing that you want to talk about. If you want to talk Toku, we've been doing it. We've been we're on it. We're there for you. Uh, so anyway, I mean, uh, frankly, no, I'm not. Am I actually? We haven't about talked this. about no, it in some not. time. I'm still, frankly, a little upset they don't sponsor the show. <laughs> you know, let's we can we can circle back on that. Am I actually salty? No, of course I'm not. But uh, I, <laughs> I was a little bit like, you know, what it really was is like, guys, there's not a gigantic, gigantic audience for this. Like, did you guys, did you Shout Factory think to look around? And just see, is there anybody already doing this sort of thing that we could tap into? Because, I mean, like, Tokusatsu, like, I, I think there's probably, um, I'm, I don't really follow, like, kaiju movies, but, like, there's got to be kaiju movie podcasts. Oh, almost you know, like, certainly. Like, that's, that's part of Tokusatsu. Um, you know, we're really on the Sentai end of things, as are the Ranger Danger guys and, uh, and Morphin Grid. But, you know, like there's got to be a, I know there's Common Rider there's, podcasts out there. There's Common Rider, there's Metal Hero, there's a, there's a whole suite of things. Yeah, and it just, it was a little bit weird to me that they were like, we have all these shows. Like, did you look and see if like anybody, like clearly you did it. You're like, well, just do our own thing. It's like, guys, come on. I mean, like, listen. Come be part of this community. One, one of their own thing, things, though, was like interviewing Jason, Dr. Jason Narvey. Which, like, listen, I'm not going to get down on that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's a huge get. I'm not, um, you know, listen. I'm just saying, when they when they eventually do an episode about Die Ranger, when they don't email us, I'm going to be upset. I will be a little Actually, bit upset. Actually, I should check the email. I never do. There's, there's <laughs> no way there's anything in there. Matt, if there's a bunch of emails from Shout Factory, we're going to have words. Like, guys, we have uh, been what? trying to get a hold of you for months. <laughs> we just were so desperate. But we Matt, only know is... how to communicate via email. <laughs> what, Matt, is our third star of the week? Oh, gosh. What is our third star of the week? Video games. Dave, oh, yeah, video games. I love them. You love them. Let's talk about a few them. of them. I don't have a ton to talk about. Except here's the thing. There was a game that you played a number of years ago that you recommended to me that I never got around to. But it was on no. sale on the Switch recently, so I just picked up Sunless Sea. Oh, dang. Yeah, Sunless Sea is the best. So, and, and here's what I really want to say about it. 
Um, because I, I don't I don't feel like I'm far enough into the game to talk about the game itself much. But when you load up the Nintendo Switch, it shows you like the four or five most recent things that you've been playing. Yeah. And I have realized that the game I see, yeah, like I knew that. I didn't know that, but okay. The cool. the games that I've been playing are Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Here are very good things about it. Uh Super Mario Maker 2. To which there has recently been a pretty big update. I think we talked I was about it say, two weeks ago. That's, I was going to say tag back in. Still excited about it? Going Things are going very well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, Sunless Sea and The Return of the Obra Din, which I think is another game that we talked about uh, some time ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the black and white one where you're like a weird spooky detective. Yeah, so... Th- so yes. <laughs> so I was looking at him like, wow, the only games I play on the Switch are either like wonderful, soothing, candy-colored Nintendo playgrounds and games about isolation and dread at the terrors of the sea. (laughs) It's not, you know, I think that's good. You're getting the real, you're getting a very broad spectrum. Those, I think, are really two Yeah, but like nothing in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Only the horrors of sea monsters and like, you know... Collecting cherries to sell at Nook's Cranny. <laughs> anyway, uh, what what video game stuff have you been up to? Oh, so um, my video game thing is that I've been I've been playing more Dead Cells. It is endlessly entertaining, and I recently beat it. So I I had beat it a number of times on like the base mode, and then I was like, ooh, I'm gonna try like the next tier up. It's called they call them boss cells. So I was like, I'll try it with one boss cell. And uh, after like a week or two of, eh, about a week, a week of punching away at it, I finally made it through one time. And then I was like, ooh, let's see what a second boss cell would do. And I loaded up like the stats for it. And though it does not seem to be a linear uh, ramp up in difficulty oh, to yeah? me, Matt, it definitely seems like a fairly exponential curve. And it goes up to five boss cells. Dude, I haven't even beaten it on, like, regular mode yet. Well, you know, like like a lot of roguelikes, you will discover, like, after the first time that you beat it, you will find that you will beat it more times than not. Like, it will be fairly unusual for you yeah, to not yeah, beat yeah. it. You know? Um, but the idea that this game goes up to five ball cells um, is, is frankly insane. To me, um, I mean, obviously, people have beat it. I'm sure people have speed run it. I'm sure people have beat like five ball cells in like sub ten minutes. But that's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, before we get off of this video game star, um, producer Mark did want to say that Streets of Rage Four is extremely good. I haven't played it yet myself, though. So, but I just said that I would uh, put in a good word from him for it. Oh, dude, I would totally be into playing that game. I would love to play Streets of Rage 4, but the thing is, I feel like that's a game that needs, like, couch co-op. Like, I want to sit down with someone and play Streets of Rage, you know? Well, man, frankly, I'd like to sit down with someone and play literally any <laughs> game, but we're at where we're at. Uh, anyway, Dave, what is our fourth Star of the Week? The fourth Star of the Week is I Made Croissants. Ooh. Yeah. And, you know, Matt, can I just say... People say they're very difficult. That's what I've heard. And uh, basically my first time out, I crushed it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Matt. I think, Matt, this might be my anime savant thing. I might be like the kid, what's his name? Kazuma Kajima or whatever the heck his name is. 
from the the bread anime. Oh, uh, Yakatate Japan was that what it was called? Yakatate Japan. Azuma Kazuma. That's his name. I might. Wow, I remembered this... more details about that than I thought I did. Yeah, uh, this this might be my thing, man. I don't know. I did a I did a great job. Like objectively speaking, Beth tried. She's like, these are amazing, and uh, so uh, she took some pictures, and I'll, I'll send them to you. You can post them on the Twitter now. Let me reveal the curtain back a little bit. This is actually not quite my first time doing it. I did try two batches before this one, Mm -hmm. and they were definitely tasty. They definitely were not croissants. And the reason that I figured out is that I used live yeast Mm -hmm. as opposed to dried activated yeast. I used live yeast, and uh, it was dead. And I didn't realize that it was because I I had never made croissants before. And I was like, these are definitely wrong. And I'm not sure what's going on because I feel like I followed all the steps well. And like, I, you know, I didn't have like torn up dough or anything like that. It was chilled and all of this stuff. Like, I'm not really sure what is wrong. And then I tried it with some other yeast and they came out basically perfect. And, uh, and I was like, ah, clearly the yeast was the problem. And so, so yeah, so I made croissants, man. I was stoked about it. Like they turned out really, really well. Now, the only problem is, is that now I have the ability to produce croissants. Sure. And that's going to be don't troublesome. Know if, yeah. I don't know if I can be trusted with that power. Well, I the, think the, the only nice thing, thing that's gonna save is me. That to like, to really make them, you need to have so much butter on hand that it's like, it takes a trip to the store every time. Well, that would be true, Matt, if you did not shop at Costco. Oh, right. And so no, you're, you're just, doomed. <laughs> yeah. No, the only thing I think that's going to save me is that making croissants takes like three days. <laughs> uh, almost all of which is inactive time. But like if you want croissants on like Saturday morning, you need to start on like Thursday night. Right, right. And so that I, that I think is going to save me. But yeah, man, that's just like I felt very accomplished. I felt great about it. I nice. made these croissants. I, I got to um, say, I, I will update uh, next week or maybe the week after depending on how my week goes um i have felt a little uh jealous of people doing like quarantine baking so i did order like a couple of pounds of flour and some yeast and i'm gonna try to like make up a loaf of something this week hey Um, nice well if you have butter on hand i will i will shoot you over i found a very good youtube video all right It's, it's not the one that i that you that i was looking at is it there was a YouTube video that I think I sent over to you when we were talking about this a few days ago, and it is this French guy whose name I don't recall. Oh no, and no, no! Boy, this guy oh is an boy! American. This dude is—he's—he's he's like comically French. <laughs> really good videos, <laughs> no, though. I did. I'll check it out, though. Uh, the the um, yeah, the only bread stuff I've been doing is that I did. Have I talked about the fact that I've been making tortilla? You did. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I will not talk about it again, except to say. That a couple of batches in, I think I finally got, like, I got the timing and the moisture right. Nice. Like, it's now nice, uh, nice, now I'm nice. getting it so that I'm consistently getting it to, like, form bubbles, like, air pocket bubbles when it's, like, on the griddle. Which is, like, it's, it's a delight. Anyway. So, what, Matt, is our fifth star of the week? The fifth star of the week is another food thing I've been doing. You you got your food thing, and I have a, admittedly, much simpler food thing, but one that I'm excited about. Um, I was watching one of the uh, the Bon Appetit videos where um, Brad was doing some pickled red onions. 
Oh, the um, it's alive. Yeah. Is the show right? And he just kind of focuses it on fermented foods. Yeah, like fermenting pickling yeah, and stuff like that, that. So I was like, okay, pickled red onions. I love pickled red onions. Love pickled red onions. Why don't I have any pickled red onions right now? Well, Dave, I mean, I'm about to have a lot of them because <laughs> I had I had uh, I actually had a couple of red onions around, and I was watching him put this stuff together, and I was thinking about what was in my kitchen, and I was like. Honestly, I have not all of the stuff that he has, obviously, but like I have substitutions for everything that I don't already have Ah, for like that particular um, recipe. So I watched it and I'm like, I will definitely make those. And then the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to make those. And I was trying to remember what was in it. It's like, okay, I got to watch this video again. So I watched the video again and I'm like, I fully understand what happened. And then I started to think about, like, how much of everything I needed. And I was like, none of this makes sense to me. <laughs> because when you watch, <laughs> if you haven't watched this video, Brad's always a little, like, loosey-goosey. But now that he's doing all of his recordings from home, like, he's just like, ah, I'll put some vinegar in there. Who cares? And so I'm watching it, like, trying to eyeball what he is doing so that I can, like, kind of guess what the ratios are supposed to be. So I ended up watching like this video like four times and our mother had also watched it and she had done the same thing and like had written down what she thought were the proportions and she like took a photo photograph of her notes and texted it to me. So like I think I spent more time re-watching the video than I did actually like in the kitchen putting stuff in a jar. But I, uh, that sounds like cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. I think you, that's exactly the trajectory that you're on. So I, I did it. Uh, I did that on Saturday. So I think they're going to be done uh, tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Uh, so hopefully I will have updates for you soon. Very excited about it. But you know what else I'm very excited about, Dave? Oh, it's episode eight of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Uh, it's called, once again, I Can't Lose, Turnabout, Teamwork. Its original air date was April 6th, 1997. It was written by Junki Takagami. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Dave, we start this week with a big scary eye. Yes! Yes! Okay, so it's Emperor Twisty. Uh, who's king? Uh, Is he a king or an emperor? Ooh, king. I, I know he's Javius the first. I don't remember what his uh, his full honorific is. I think he's king. He's King Javius the first. But I like Emperor Twisty, and so he's in like the we're in the Nazare dimension. He's in the viewing screen, and yeah, we just get like a. The shot is just zoomed in on his big old quivery eyeball. And I'm assuming there's more to him than a giant quivery eyeball, but I will be disappointed when it is revealed. Well, you know, this is so far the most clear image that we've seen of him, and it's just his eye. I do wonder if as the show progresses, like, the camera is going to, like, pan slightly further and further back until we, oh, like... Oh, that would be cool. Like a vi- like like an extremely months-long slow reveal as to what this guy looked like. <laughs> so, so, what, so Emperor Twisty Eyeball, um, here is, is what we kind of get out of this scene. He is, he's chewing out the, the team. Yeah. He's chewing out Hinalar and Uganda and Shibalina, and he's just basically, he's like, what is going on with you guys? You guys have basically sucked for seven in a row, seven episodes in a row. 
here's and he does like a quick recap of yeah. all their failures. It's like you haven't won. Also, you got my spaceship blown up. Like, what are you doing? You cannot beat these stupid kids. Yeah, and uh, Hinalars is like, well, we just like we need time, and uh, he sort of jo- sulks jo- off into the distance. Yeah, Javius is just like, my dudes, handle your business. I need this planet to be evil so that I can live there. I love and then he's I out. love Shibalina's reaction to all of this. It's amazing. Because like they have been trying to like murder a planet, right? Mm-hmm. And her response to getting yelled at by Javius is like, ah, oh, curse those Mega Rangers. They're causing Dr. Hinalar to suffer so much. Yeah, this is very like much they like are a Harley Quinn sort of. Yeah, they are affecting his performance reviews. <laughs> yeah. And Uganda says, listen, I have a plan. And he um he goes to talk to Dr. Hinalar and he says, Listen, oh, we get a quick thing where Hinalar, uh, this is a little bit of foreshadowing, spoiler alert. And Hinalar says, like, curse that Dr. Kubota. I didn't know his, like, digital science had advanced so much. So Uganda goes over to Hinalar and he says, listen, I've got a plan. I, I've been thinking about it. I know what the problem is. Their weakness is their teamwork, by which he actually means their weakness is their reliance on teamwork. Yeah, like they keep beating us because they're all working together. But if I can split them off from each other, then victory. Right. Yeah. And Hanalar says, great plan. Go for it. So cut back down to the high school. Um, the four the, the four that aren't Kenta are all in the computer lab studying. And the one that is Kenta has completely blown off studying and has gone to do what he calls special training, which is playing yeah. the Mega Ranger video game at the arcade. <laughs> now, right. now, they're all like, oh, in his this, defense. Yeah, they're all like, oh, Kenta going off to play video games. But like, that's what he brought to the table in the first episode. It's like, yeah, I'm extremely good at Mega Ranger. I will be the leader of the Mega Rangers. Well, the, okay, here's the thing. Now, Dr. Kubota is about to shut this down, but I think there is a certain logic to this. A couple of reasons. A, he's the computer ranger, right? So his whole thing is that he's able to, like, download other programs. And so if I feel like it is a reasonable assumption on Kenja's part to make to say, like, oh, well, I know that the fighting game Mega Ranger uses the fighting moves that I also use as Mega Red. So maybe if I'm like, get better at the Mega Ranger video game, I will be able to like better interface with the combat training program or whatever that's built into my suit. Like there is a logic here. Right. It's not just him blowing off, like studying to go play video games, but like by the look on his face, He's having a great time. Like, he is kind yeah, of... Yeah, well, I mean, he yeah. is, he's very now, good at Mega what, what I would have loved is for that for him to go to the arcade and be playing other fighting games to try to, like, oh. program, like, the Mega Red, like, computer power with other techniques. Like, if he was playing Street Fighter, he's like, okay, and got it. <laughs> I got. I could do a Hadoken now. This is amazing. I mean, you know, obviously there are like copyright reasons why he couldn't do that, but it would be amazing. 
It would be very good. So he gets a call from Kubota, and Kubota's like, are you seriously just playing video games again? Like, this does not count. Like, this is not your training. You need to be working with the other. He says it doesn't and- replace your training. But I think, and this might just be like... Uh, you reading into me it. reading into it. But, like, I think it could be supplementing his training. All right. I like that read. And, again, I think there's a logic there. So... He's like, but he, what he says is he reemphasizes this idea, like you need to practice with the rest of the team. So we go back up to Mega Base, and Doctor Kabut is there, and I don't, Blonde Alice. I'm not. sure. I was sure. going to say we got to come. We we have Tall Steve. We got to come up There's with a Tall name Steve. for like clearly American blonde lady. Yeah, and clearly American blonde lady is a little bit. Uh, that's a little bit clunky. Yeah. So for now, I don't know, Blonde Susan. Blonde Susan rolls up and she's talking to Dr. Kubota and she says, hey, like, Kent is just a kid. Which is kind of a sick burn. (laughs) It is kind of a sick burn. (laughs) And Dr. Kubota says, yeah, like, I get that. But it's not just that he's a kid because, like, kind of the other rangers aren't really doing this. I just hope it's not too late to save him like it was for my friend. My unfortunate she friend. Says, my unfortunate friend. And she says, huh? And he says, oh, it's nothing, which is clearly a lie, but whatever. Oh, and then it, there's a big alert, Nezare alert. Right. So the the four who were off studying run to go answer the alert. They run into Kenta sort of happenstantially, because I think he had hung up on Dr. Kubota and so like did he not had. hear the alert coming through his digitizer. Yeah. So they run into him, and he's like, hey, great to see you guys. I'm all out of money, and I gotta do more training. Can I get, like, a hundred yen off of you? Like, do you? I swear I'm good for that. And they're like, what? Dude. Monsters. There's a... Monsters. And he's like, oh, sick. Like, all right, very good. Like, I'm very good at fighting monsters, too. Like, this is awesome. Runs off completely without them. Um, so they run into a courtyard. Uh, it goes dark. And there's like a twisty portal that hangs in the air. Oh, they they henchin. Yeah. And 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 then one of them uses their powers to like scan for something. It doesn't matter which anymore. Because that's what all of their powers are. Yeah, it's it's all very loosey goosey. Ken, so Kenta can program karate moves into his arms, and the rest of them have variations on scanning powers. So there's this big twisty portal that's just sort of hovering there and a voice comes out of it and what the it's Uganda, and he basically says like yeah you guys are tough out there but like fight me in here <laughs> one at a time <laughs> one at a time in my specially prepared environment you big nerds if you're not a coward you'll jump headlong into my obvious trap and uh the other four rangers are like well, this is obviously a trap. And Kent just like, who are you calling a nerd, nerd? <laughs> it just like jumps in. Right. Like, like they try to stop him. Yeah, unsuccessfully. He jumps in. I think one of them, I think it's Shun, even says, this is clearly a trap. Uh, I think it's uh, um, Kuichiru. But I'm, I'm not sure, though. I mean, you can't see any of their mouths moving, so. One of them says... I even maybe says Kenta. He maybe says like Kenta, this is clearly a trap. And Kenta's just like, uh-uh, I'm not a nerd. Like, let's fight. So he jumps in. He sees you. He's like, ah, I'm here. Come fight me. This whole fight scene, by the way, is filmed in the same location where a lot of the um, uh, Zanet 
like romance scenes were filmed in Car Ranger. I was wondering where I recognized. Yeah, it. so it was like, whoa, that's a that's a that's a bit of a twist because now it is a hey. now it ooh, ooh yeah now it is a virtual fighting area. Area man, remember Virtua Fighter? I do remember Virtua Fighter? So, oh, we do get a little side detail that I thought was very cool that Uganda says he Red Mega Red's like ah oh, Uganda, and then Uganda says I am. He identifies himself, and he says, I am the general of the Nezere. And I think that's very cool that they have specified that he's the general, because like we talked about last week, all of his monster plans, kind of aside from this one, are basically like frontal assaults. Right, like let's throw a monster he at gets, him. Yeah, he gets like the biggest, toughest monster he can find, and he throws it at the rangers and sees what happens. Yeah, he's got an army, and so, so he's I, sending them in. Yeah, and I just think that's like, like that was a very... That's a very cool, like, little attention to detail, that he's not just a lieutenant. He's, like, the general of the Nazare army. So, like, of course that's the, like, the combat tactic that he's going to take. So they start to fight. Um, it immediately goes super bad for Kenta. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of, like, trash talk, and Uganda is just basically like, 1v1 me, bro. Like, let's do it. And Kenta is like, uh-huh, sure. Now, now yeah. in Kenta's defense, in the first episode of the show... They did fight one-on-one, and Kenta won, right? And he, he's like, ah, I've got my secret weapon, the drill saber. And in this fight, oh, right. he's like, aha, you've forgotten my secret weapon, the drill saber. But the thing is that Uganda did not forget about the secret weapon, the drill saber. He has an own secret weapon, which is a detachable head. Yes. Very good. A lot of good secret weapons in this series so far. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure. I think detachable head might be... Might be Drill Saber. Because at this point, he just straight up becomes, like, like the second form of a boss fight. Because his body is still fighting Kenta using his sword. And his head is just flying around shooting lasers at Kenta. Yeah, it's rad. Uh, We do, I think, get a better idea as to Uganda's toughness. Because Uganda uh, does not bother with dodging a lot of these attacks. He just kind of, like, soaks it and waits for a more advantageous, like, position, I guess. Yeah. So we flash out to the rangers, and they can hear it going poorly, but they can't see it. Like, they can't see into this alternate VR dimension. So uh, Mega Yellow does, like, an image analysis. They're like, oh, no, it's a VR alternate dimension. And they they shoot their lasers all together to kind of try and break in. Yeah, they, um, they, they realize that he's trapped in virtual reality. So they all aim their laser guns at the same spot in open air, and that breaks a hole in between regular reality and virtual reality, so they can hop in and save their friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is Well, they do specify that it is an alternate dimension virtual reality, so at least they get in that there's an alternate dimension yeah. there. Great. So, <laughs> um, the fight again, it's going really poorly for Kenta. He blasts Uganda. Uganda, like, deflects it with the sword. And then Uganda does something real dumb, which is he he tells Mega Red, he's like, ah, now that I've got you one-on-one and you can't rely on your teammates, like, I'll beat you. Like, dude, you got, don't, don't tell them what their weakness is. If you figured it out and maybe they haven't, like, don't reveal to them, never let me fight you alone, always fight me as a team. Like, you're, you're coaching your enemy, dummy. I mean, to be fair, the only one of the five that doesn't know what Uganda is doing 
is about to be killed by a sword. Okay, Assuming that Uganda's plan will go to uh, goes to plan, which it does not, because at this point, like the other four bust in, and specifically Kuichiru runs over, like sort of shoulder tackles Uganda away from Kenta. Yes, and then we see one of the greatest special attacks I've ever seen from Uganda. Here's what he does: he like opens his mouth, and energy flies out of his mouth. And then that energy forms into a larger version of his own head. And then that head blasts eye lasers. You gotta love it. I love how he just keeps like creating these laser grid form middlemen to do his attacking for him. <laughs> I would if I had sure, the man. ability. So, um, so the, the so laser, Ko, yeah, the lasers are going yeah. to kill Kenta. Um, but Koichiru like jumps in the way and like, you know, just gets hit in the chest with it himself. Yeah, uh, Mega Yellow jumps in. She calls the retreat. Kent is like, no, we'll keep fighting. And Mega Yellow is like, my dude, Coach was very hurt. Right. Like, we we need to leave. Uh, Coach was so hurt that his helmet visor gets, like, cracked and you see his face underneath, which is always yeah, the a, dopest dude. thing. It it's so you know what's wild is for what is ostensibly like a fairly cheap like special effect, it is always hugely dramatic when you see it. Yeah. Cause you only see you maybe see it once every other, I don't know, season maybe. Mm-hmm. Like it is not common that you will see so, that you will see like the battle damage talents and you can see them in between in, in inside of it. Um there's a very cool, this doesn't have anything to do with the episode, but there's a very cool um, fade in and out transition where it's the design on the side of Mega Red's helmet. And when you're like zoomed in on it, it looks just like real abstract and then you zoom out and you can see his helmet. It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. That's the, um, that is the sort of standard like um, commercial break transition. And the color, yeah, we just, the color of the helmet that is zoomed in on is different based on who the episode is about. Which is a nice, like, it's A, it's a nice touch, and B, it's a nice thing where, like, if you're halfway through the episode and you're not entirely sure, like, and you're having a little trouble, like, following the plot, it's a nice check-in point. Be like, no, pay attention to him. This is the one this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we go back, and Kuchu is in the hospital. Things are bad. Yes. Again. Um, again. Although I guess last time he was like in the nurse's office. Yeah. Uh, Kenta is is sucking real bad. Yeah, Kenta is like... He's sucking very he's bad. He's complaining about that his, like, his split lip hurts. Uh, and everyone is yelling at him because obviously this is all his fault. Right. Um, and you know what? I I really appreciate this. Like I think this is very cool because... They are, like, they're definitely calling him out, but not in, like, a... Like, this is not a jokey scene, you know? And I think if this had been Car Ranger, there would have been a lot. In Car Ranger, we saw some stuff like this, but it was real hammy and and jokey. And in this, like, they're they're really playing it serious. They're like, dude, this is a really big deal. Really? He could have died. Um, Kenta... Kenta is clearly struggling with this. And the and it and it becomes very obvious that the reason he's being 
uh, kind of so surface and so petty about like, oh, my split lip hurts is as a way to avoid talking about and dealing with the thing that is actually happening because he he clearly he rec- fully recognizes that this is his fault. Right. Like he gets into an argument with all of them. He even gets into an argument with Koichiru when Koichiru sort of like comes out of his like when he like wakes up a bit in his hospital bed and just runs off. He's like, screw you guys. Like, I, I-, I can't believe you're mad at me. I'm mad at you. I'm out of here. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to fight monsters. Right. I, I would have won if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because he was fully about to get decapitated. Um, <laughs> he runs off to the computer lab room, and he's like, immediately starts reflecting on the whole thing. And is like, why am I being such an idiot? Obviously, I should have apologized. That sucked. Um, what am I doing? Yeah, and he's just... Uh... You know, he's sort of like reflecting on this idea that he's like, why, like, why do I always do this? Uh, Like, these people are like, they're really my very good friends. And like, I know that they're good people. And I know that they're my friends. I don't really understand why I'm doing this. And he gets a call from uh, Dr. Kubota. And he, Dr. Kubota says like, listen, dude, like, I, I get it. I, I get what you're doing. I get what's, what you're going through. Um, you need you need to understand how important it is that you're part of the team, that you function as part of the team. Like, let me tell you this story about this this old friend of mine who was a real genius. Right. Like, yeah. he was the true genius of I know. Yeah, like, unlike me, he was a true genius. And, like, you know, Dr. Kubota is obviously a genius, but, like, this was his good friend who he looked up to. Yeah. And so this dude's name is Dr. Saji- Samajima. Sorry, Dr. Samajima. And we get this uh, flashback and uh, long story short, Dr. Samajima is the guy who discovers the Nez- that the Nezare dimension exists. And he is saying a bunch of stuff about like, I need to prove it exists. I've been waiting for a year. I can't wait any longer. Like, I'm just going to go and I'll prove it exists. Right. And Dr. Kubota is trying to talk him out He's like, this. no, no, no. I'm doing my own research. I need to make sure it's safe. And Samajima eventually just like, sort of shoves him away, puts on a headset, and straight up, like, trons himself into the Nezere dimension. You know, like in the movie Tron, where the, where uh, he gets shot, Jeff uh, Bridges gets shot with a laser, and it transports yeah. him inside yeah, the commercial, yeah. or the... Yeah, no, you, the you, I, you had rather. it, man. He troned himself in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You just didn't yep. laugh uh-huh. at my amazing reference, and so I wanted to make sure you oh. understood it. <laughs> No, sorry. I just I heard it. and I was just like, yeah, that's exactly what he <laughs> yes, does. Yes, I like, accept I the truth of this. <laughs> right. It was so dead on. I didn't realize that it was a joke. Um. So we we come and he is into the Nezare dimension. We should also mention Samajima is very clearly Doctor Hinalar. Yeah, it is the actor who plays Doctor Hinalar. They spend a lot of time looking at his face. Like there will be a moment at the end of this episode like where they say it a little louder for the people in the back but in this moment you're like oh i see i completely understand who this guy is where he went what happened to him and what he is doing right now right now what we don't know is how his hair is got like that so i just assume that's the power of the nezare dimension like maybe it just makes you look super dope um no what we don't know is why he's so desperate to get in there they uh they really they really iceberg that one. Yeah, it's a very I don't good know. Job. 
I don't know if he was trying to get in there to become Hinalar or if he was just like, you know how science people are, like desperate to prove his theories were correct at any cost. I was going to say, I have, we don't know. Uh, they don't they don't tell us. Um, but clearly he has something going on. And uh, then we flash back and Kubota says, listen, that was a long time ago. His whereabouts are still unknown. We have no idea. You're just like him. You only have, are believing in yourself. You need to trust your friends. And Kenta's like, no, they'll never forgive me. And Kubota's like, they're your friends, dude. Like, they'll, they'll forgive you. It'll be fine. So then... After Kenta has been spending a while getting yelled at for going off on his own and theoretically has just learned a valuable lesson from his friend and mentor, Dr. Kubota, he hears a big angry monster shout at him from the sky and he says, I know what I'll do. I will go fight Uganda myself again. And when I, and when I win, then they'll all forgive me. Two wrongs Dude, are gonna make such a right. You will. You have it's no idea. It's so good because he's he's rushing off to fight him, and then he remembers what Kuichiro says, which is we didn't mention it. But Kuichiro says, "Listen, dude, it's not that you wanted to fight him; it's that you didn't have a plan." And in this moment, Kenta remembers that Kuichiro said that. He's like, "Right, I've got to have a plan. My plan is I will do the exact same thing as last time. Right, my plan <laughs> is to go and beat him by myself. I can't like because the thing that he remembers." is that like, oh, my friend Kuichiru is injured. I need to make sure he doesn't get involved in this fight. I'm going to go do it again. Love how dumb this guy is. Absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah, it is, it is pretty fantastic. So he, he rushes in, and he's like looking for Uganda, and he's like, where are you, Uganda? You're like, you big nerd, come out and fight me. And Uganda is sort of laughing at him. And then he just almost gets stomped because Uganda had a real good idea, which is roll into the fight giant. Right. And then Kenta says something truly wonderful. He said he yells at Uganda for growing giant for a sneak attack. Which is like, listen, okay. You like you really should have seen that coming. Like, not, you shouldn't have guessed that he was going to grow large first because nobody does that. But he's literally a giant. The fact that you let him sneak up on you is hilarious. Like, that's a that's on you, Kenta. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. So the other rangers uh, roll in on their cyber slide. It's, so he tries to fight him. It goes very, very poorly because Uganda is already a giant. And then the other range, he's about to get stomped. And then the other rangers slide in and they like blast Uganda and buy him a couple of seconds. And then he, they sort of secret him away and they take a minute to like recoup. And they're like, you might be the dumbest person on the face of the planet, Kenta. And he says, okay, yes, that's a fair point. But I thought that if I was able to beat him, that you would forgive me. Right, and then we would all be friends again. Oh, touching. And then in this moment, Koichiru, who is transformed into Mega Black, like limps out from behind a pillar. And he's like, It's so good. Kenta, we never stopped being your friend. Like, yes, like we are your friends. We come to help you when there is trouble. That's what the deal with friendship is. Like, let's do this together. Oh my gosh. Love it. Because you know so what I good. love about this? You know what? No, we'll talk about this in high point, low point. Um, 
So they summon Galaxy Mega, and they start to fight. Uh, Uganda pulls like a Shadow Clone move, which is real rad. Okay, he does pull a and... Shadow Clone move, except that the way that that's represented in this episode, it's not a bunch of people okay, well, this, standing this is in not a great group. About. It's like you're looking at it through like a bug eye lens, where like there's just like a, like an array of them circling around a central one, which would be fine, except that... When they do their incredible scan, they discover that the one, like, the obvious one in the middle that all of them are circling around is the real one. So they're like, oh, great. And then they do the electromagnetic whip thing. Um, and then they get Uganda, and then they do, like, Galaxy Mega Saber, and dude just explodes. So... Can't imagine that's the end of Uganda, but they did did definitely like disintegrate this fool. So yeah, um, I mean, I, I we that is not the last that we see of Uganda, but I I don't want to spoil it for you because I think we see it like the beginning of the next episode. Um, but I really like how they address this next episode. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, don't tell me about it. I mean, I would be have been very surprised if they did. So, um. Then we go up to we go into the base. I was about to say up to the base, but we're not up because Galaxy Mega is Mega right, Base. Still posing. So then we just see Doctor Kubota and Blonde Stacy in a leg somewhere, I guess. And and Blonde Stacy says, "Has in, yeah. in English, yes, everyone, we did it with teamwork. We did it with everyone." And what's really wonderful about this is that there are in Japanese subtitles on the screen telling you what Blonde Stacy is saying in English. Very good. Yes, but also, if you watch her mouth, she's very clearly not saying those words. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's definitely not saying those words. And we also know that she speaks Japanese, or at least can, like, pronounce Japanese off of a cue card. So what must have happened is that this woman said something and then they dubbed over her in English that she didn't say and then subtitled that English into Japanese. Love it. So many layers. Kubota is so pleased about this. He is moved literally to tears and he thinks he has this picture of him and Samajima and he's like, Samajima, I wasn't able to save you, but like the rest of the team saved Ko. Love it. Kenta, sorry. So back to high school, they're studying. They're doing a history class. And they're like, where's Kenta? Like, dude, he was here like a second ago. He must have gone back to the arcade. And then they have a moment. They're like, you know what, man? Kenta is Kenta. Like, he's our friend. And we're just going to deal with it. But then he like, he pops open the window to the room uh, and he has like an arm full of drinks, like cans of something. He's like, hey guys, we're all studying so hard. I went to go get us all drinks. Like, this is great. And they're now, all pleased. He, yeah, he does uh, accidentally kind of like drop throw them through the window and they all hit Koichiru again. He's like, oh, I'm hurt again. But then that's, that's it. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. And normally, of course, Dave, uh, at this point in the episode, we would... See where the monster ranks on the creature royale. But since the monster this week was Uganda, and I can confirm that he is not out of the show, we're going to leave that off. But Dave, do you have any high points or low points of this episode? Well, okay, so I don't really have a high point, but I will take a... Or a low point, sorry. I do definitely have a high point. And my high point 
is that I feel this is a fantastic episode of Sentai because it's it gets to the heart, I think, in a very direct way of what Sentai is actually about. Because Sentai is not actually about superheroes. Sentai is actually about friends. Right. And like you being friends with your friends and like becoming better friends with your friends and accomplishing things with your friends. Like that is the heart of Sentai in, in my mind. And I just thought that this was a, it was a tightly handled episode. The writing was really good. And it was really multidimensional. Like Kenta is is dealing with like his personal flaws and recognizing that these people are his friends and like and I actually I know we goofed on it but the idea of him like that his logic is I will go do the same dumb thing again and then my friends will forgive me like I feel like that tells us a lot about who Kenta is as a person and I just yeah. thought, like, I just thought it was fantastic writing. And also, I think that we find out a lot about the rest of the Rangers in how they deal with Kenta. Yeah, and and on top of that, just as sort of like a thing to comment on the way in which the season is taking shape, I thought that they took that like this episode introduced us to the idea that Doctor Hinalar is like a transformed version of Doctor Kubota's old friend. But it felt very organic. Like it, did. it felt just sort of like a background thing that was happening in this episode that was completely not about that. And like no one in the episode knows that that's a thing that we, the audience, learned. But like now we know, and as the season progresses, we can sort of like have a different perspective on who Himalar is. Yeah, dude, this is a uh, this is a great example of dramatic irony. Yeah. Also, an extremely dope episode of this TV show. <laughs> sure is. And next week is going to be also good. We are in a we are in a hot streak of a good season. Very very excited about it, Dave. But for now, that is going to do it for another episode of the spy who loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com, especially if you have a TV show where you want to talk to us about Tokusatsu. Not kidding. Little kidding. <laughs> um, I'm if you not. Wanna, if you want to uh, get in touch with us. If you would like to uh, follow us on Twitter or see what we're talking about on there, get updates on future episodes, we are at supersentibros. If you like the show, please remember that Shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. If you would like to rate or review or subscribe on there, uh, that's going to help new people find the show. Or you can tell those people directly, be they a friend, family member, foe, or the good people at Shout Factory. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find us all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on earth.